looking for the smoking gun in vaping illnesses. Most patients report the use of THC-based products. A former cop takes the stand accused of murdering a black neighbor. This is not about hate. It's about being scared. Wintry weather in the forecast tonight. Early season heavy snows. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition, sponsored by the Capital One Venture Card. 13 people have died. More than 800 have been sickened from vaping. But what's causing it? The CDC's Dr. Ann Schuchat says they're focusing in on products containing THC. We found that 77% reported using THC-containing products or using both THC-containing products and nicotine-containing products. The new advice from the CDC now is to avoid using e-cigarettes or vaping products, especially those containing THC, but she stresses... We do not know yet what exactly is making people sick. Sabrina Cupid for CBS News Atlanta. Dramatic testimony today in a Dallas courtroom as Amber Geiger, a former police officer standing trial for the murder of a neighbor, testified it was all a mistake. She had gone into the wrong apartment and believed the black man inside was a burglar. I shot an innocent man. He didn't deserve that. I didn't. I wasn't in my apartment. When you fired that shot, what did you, where did you think you were? Inside my apartment. Correspondent Omar Villafranca. They have to be able to prove that the intent was to cause death or bodily harm, that she intended basically to, to kill Botham John. Now, what's interesting is that uh, she has been saying this whole time that she did not know that it was not her apartment. She had thought it was her place that she was going into um, and that she felt threatened because she thought it was somebody who was burglarizing her, her apartment. Geiger told the jury it was not about hate. It was about being scared. The focus of the whistleblower complaint against President Trump is no longer about any quid pro quo or pressuring another world leader to dig up dirt on a political rival. Now the focus now is whether there was a presidential level cover-up. Correspondent Stephen Portnoy. Aides here insist the rough transcript of the Ukraine call was handled appropriately by White House lawyers. Senior aide Kellyanne Conway couldn't say whether her boss ordered the official record of the call moved to a system only a small handful of aides can access. The president doesn't even know what that system is. Why would he? He's the president. Conway says in pursuing impeachment, Democrats are only hurting themselves. The American people who are wise and smart people. They will see it. They will see what's not getting done. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, The White House. On Wall Street today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 70 points to 26,820. The Nasdaq took the biggest hit, down 91, or just over 1%. Now this. A gun goes off during a scuffle at the Portland airport this morning. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds says the situation is being played close to the vest. This happened around 5 this morning with few to no passengers around. Or police chief Jason Wallace says the man in the baggage claim area fought with an officer. During the encounter, the suspect produced a firearm and a struggle ensued. During the struggle, the shot was fired by the involved suspect. The officer did not fire his firearm. The man was injured when the gun went off. He was sent to the hospital. The officer was hurt, but that had nothing to do with the gun. The DA's office and the East County Major Crimes Team continues to investigate. They're trying to gather details on this incident. The Port of Portland and investigators decided not to share additional information with the press. We were not allowed to ask any questions. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. Firefighters and officers are getting together this weekend to raise money for two Washington County deputies shot in the line of duty at Hag Lake. KXL's Rebecca Marshall has more. The is shooting at us. Oh, it's a good hit. All right, 
right, we have one. That's how it sounded last August 8th. Since then, both deputies are out of the hospital and on the slow path to recovery. But their colleagues wanted to show their support. You know, we just wanted to do something nice for them. Um, we don't know how much money we'll raise, um, but we wanted uh, more than anything just to kind of show the community support for the deputies. That's Mitch Ward with Banks Fire. He says it'll be a free concert put on by local musician Buddy Evans. They'll take cash and checks written to the deputies to help in their recovery. It's Saturday from 3 to 9 p.m. at the Scotch Church Road Vineyard. Rebecca Marshall, FM News 101. 405 now. A man wanted in Portland for rape is arrested in Reno. The Multnomah County District Attorney's Office says the arrest of 49-year-old Timothy Hogue is connected to an indictment for rape filed against Leslie Thornton. Investigators believe both Hogue and Thornton are involved in the crime that allegedly occurred November 2011. This is the 11th case to be indicted under the Sexual Assault Kit Backlog Elimination Project in Multnomah County. While Oregon calls for people to stop vaping, Washington joins other states in banning some of these products. KXL's Mike Turner on Jay Inslee's executive order. The Washington governor has his state joining several others in banning flavored vape products. It will ask the State Board of Health to adopt emergency rules to ban all flavored vapor products, including flavored THC products. He says a big problem is not knowing what chemicals are in those flavors. So we are not waiting for the big tobacco industry to tell us what is in their products. We won't trust them with our health. We won't trust them with our children's health. Hensley says a ban is necessary because even if a vaping ingredient or compound was conclusively linked to the illness, the state would have no way to identify which products contain the substance. Mike Turner, FM News 101. A popular car sharing program in Portland is ending. Car2Go is an on-demand car rental service. It'll no longer operate in the city after next month. The company had 450 vehicles in Portland this summer. The CEO tells the Oregonian, Portland is a complex transportation market. It requires a significant investment to operate. Car2Go says it's unable to continue in a manner that's sustainable for their business. Clackamas firefighters rescued a driver who may have been trapped overnight in a crashed car. Captain Brandon Paxton says they got to the scene just after 10 this morning. But the crash may have happened about one in the morning. Uh, crews arrived and found a single car over about a 10-foot embankment up against the tree. There was a single occupant inside, and our crews uh, went to work to stabilize that patient medically, um, extricate uh, the single individual, and transport them to an awaiting helicopter from Life Flight Network, and they were transported to an area trauma center. We don't know the person's condition at this point. Springwater, Springwater Road, west of Carver, Closed as crews work to free the driver of the crash, the investigation is ongoing. The exact causes of pancreatic cancer are not well known. What they do know is that to understand it and combat it, there needs to be more research. KXL's Justin McDonald with more. It has the lowest survival rate of any cancer, yet pancreatic cancer has been underfunded for decades, receiving less than 2% of overall cancer research funding, according to the Globacan Research Group. The goal of Purple Stride Portland 2019 is to help turn that around. Chris Anderson, who is a team captain and the wife of longtime Portland broadcaster Dave Anderson, who passed away from the disease in 2016, talked to us about her team's goal for this year. Well, our goal was 10,000. We're at 8,800 right now, so hopefully we'll make our goal. You can still help fight the fight. Purple Stride Portland happens tomorrow at the Oregon Convention Center Plaza. Registration is at 7.30 a.m. Justin McDonald, FM News 101. Portland's most news, traffic and weather. FM News 101. Here we are on a Friday, Lucinda and Cooper. This is kind of amazing, you got to admit.
It's a worm that can survive extreme conditions and maybe even more amazing. It has three different sexes. I'm serious. Apparently, worms usually come in two sexes, male and hermaphrodite. That means you're both male and female. But this worm also has a third, wait for it, female. Scientists have discovered this species of worm in California's nearly lifeless Mono Lake. Mono Lake is inhospitable for most life forms, as we Mm -hmm. mentioned there. Beside Mm -hmm. algae and bacteria, research shows only brine shrimp and diving flies can survive its salty waters. <laughs> Man, the California Institute of Technology says the newly discovered species can even survive a dose of arsenic 500 times what is humanly possible. And the worm gives birth to live offspring instead of laying eggs. I got to tell you, let's just hope nobody finds a way to make those things really big. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't <laughs> even think of that. Right, go with that. Western Construction <laughs> Systems. Was your house built prior to 1970? If so, chances are... It's not bolted to your foundation. Find out if you're prepared for an earthquake. For a free estimate, call Western Construction Systems, CCB 94222. The Oregon State Beavers may have caught a break ahead of this weekend's game. From the KXL Sports Desk, here's Peter Sampson. Stanford quarterback K.J. Costello's been ruled out for the Cardinal against the Beavers this Saturday with an injured hand. He injured that hand in Stanford's loss to the Ducks last weekend. Davis Mills will make his second career start, and the spread in that game's moved from Stanford minus four to minus three with the news. And despite winning twice in their last eight games, which have all been at home, the Timbers still sit in sixth place in the Western Conference standings with two games left in the regular season. Portland has a chance to book its spot in the postseason if they beat Sporting Kansas City on the road this weekend and either San Jose loses to Seattle or FC Dallas loses to Colorado. Sports at 15 and 45, I'm Peter Sampson. FM News 101. Time now for the five things you need to know today. First, amid scandal and possible impeachment, the Trump 2020 campaign goes on the attack. Joe Biden promised Ukraine a billion dollars if they fired the prosecutor investigating his son's company. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. Got fired. But when President Trump asks Ukraine to investigate corruption, the Democrats want to impeach him. Trump's re-election campaign says the new spot is part of an ad buy worth $10 million. $2 million of that comes from the Republican National Committee. Trump campaign staffers say the Democrats are trying to, quote, steal the 2020 election. A corruption watchdog reporter in Ukraine says Trump's corruption claims against Biden may be entirely false. She tells the BBC, as far as she knows, all Biden ever did was get a corrupt prosecutor fired. Shocking. His predecessor and the next prosecutor after shocker Yuri Lutsenko, they all were contributing to killing this case. Dalia Kalinyuk is with the Ukrainian Anti-Corruption Action Center. She says there is currently no evidence to suggest that the Ukrainian prosecutor's firing had anything to do with Biden's son. Back in the U.S., we've learned there is now enough support among Democrats in Congress to move an impeachment proceeding over to the Senate. Of course, that wouldn't happen for a while yet. But at the same time, the White House continues to play defense. Presidential advisor Kellyanne Conway answered questions about why President Trump's Ukraine call went into super top secret file. His calls with the leaders of Mexico and Australia leaked. And then his conversation with the Russian ambassador and someone else uh, from that embassy, I believe, leaked. And so there's great concern. 
Conway says Trump did not order that his call records be moved. As the inquiry begins, Congress will take a two-week break and then get back to it next month. A federal judge in California blocking the Trump administration's changes to decades-old rules about detaining immigrant children. Right now, the law says migrant children cannot be held for more than 20 days. The administration issued new regulations to end the 20-day limit, but a federal judge here in L.A. says that is a violation of the Flores settlement. She has issued a tentative ruling that will prevent the new regulations from going into effect. That's CBS's Steve Futterman. And let there be snow in September. Lots of it. The heaviest snow is expected across northwestern Montana over the next few days, but there's also going to be some accumulating snows getting into central and northern Idaho, far northwestern Wyoming, and through the Cascades of Washington, Oregon. That's Bob Oravec at the National Weather Service. He says we could see record low temps, too. And those are the five things you need to know today. 